0: Hello and welcome to the Grand Cinema Hotel, a podcast hosted by three friends who love cinema. I'm Nathan and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Alvaro and Gus. Tonight you'll be staying in room 109, The Humans, the Tony Award winning play turned film written and directed by Stephen Karam. So go ahead, get comfortable and throw on that do not disturb sign as we dive into The Humans.
1: Don't you think it should
0: cost less to be alive? (laughs) What's going on, all you humans? Thanks for checking back in the Grand Cinema Hotel. Big shout out to everybody that listened to our last week video. Come on, come on. We had a lot of fun doing that one. Um, And we're back this week with the new one. Uh, Gus, you want to talk about a little instance that we had this week, maybe?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Hope you're having a good time. We're back. (laughs) Better than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So last night, well... This seems like a weird way to lead off, but let's just do it anyways. We saw a movie that we're actually not going to talk about that we thought we were going to talk about. Last night we saw The Power of the Dough. Sure did. And I know that you guys didn't have the best time, right? Yeah, I was. I wasn't
0: a. I wasn't a fan of the movie. I did. I didn't really like it. I think it had its upsides. Like I know we talk about the cinematography and stuff, but I felt like the story was kind of shallow. Um. You know, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna get too far into it.
1: You want to say anything about Power of the Dog, bro? This wasn't for me. Just wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. yeah I think that's hey boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's the <a> Jesse <laughs> Clemens effect, bro. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> sorry did. if I blew out anybody's ears on that one. Uh, so we're gonna move past that. That was our first casualty from the most anticipated list. So. We're bringing you another one today that we actually loved and kind of saved our plans for the week, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, we were planning on doing like, two episodes this week, was a little treat for you guys, but just can't do it. And yeah. I got too much integrity to talk about a movie I didn't <laughs> love. There's just you no know? point. Yeah. I mean, nah, there's not really a point. But today we are discussing the humans, the humans,
0: this, this. Go ahead. Go this ahead. was a great one. This was super enjoyable. Um, little, you know. A little a side. Yeah. Little, aside. A little sidebar. Um, this was the first movie that we all saw not together.
2: Yeah, um, that's we true. did
0: not see this movie together. We all watched it on our own um, and we streamed on Showtime. It. Yeah, we didn't even go to the theater for this one. Uh,
1: so yeah. I want to say if you want to pause the episode and watch the movie, you should do what I did, which was get a, a free trial of Showtime and you can watch the humans for free. You can pause this episode, sign up real quick, watch it, come back and we can you'll be in the know about what happened. Because if I mean to see it for free. I can't think of a better way to sell you on this movie. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that it was a really good movie. Yeah, for sure. A little sidebar for me, I can't guarantee everybody will get a free trial, but <laughs> <laughs> give it a you shot. should tra- give it a shot and try it cuz th- I definitely think this movie is worth seeing. Um, we talked about off the pod how this was like the antithesis of come on come on, which was our last episode and we left that movie being like super thankful for everything. And with this one, I felt super thankful in a completely different way. I was more thankful that my family is not like this. Yeah. It, yeah, seriously. It was, it's interesting because both these movies
0: deal with similar ideas, I think. But they're just, like you said, they're total opposites. Um. So I just thought it was honestly cool to ha- go from Come On, Come On to this movie
1: to just kind of see different sides of families. And it's different ways of how, how to be thankful, yeah. right?
2: The Come On, Come On. Wants you to be thankful for, like, even though stuff is hard, you should be thankful. The good times. Yeah, like, it's worth it. But then this movie just shows you that it might not be worth it. These were the
1: Debbie Downers. Like, the <laughs> the biggest Debbie Downer family I think I've ever seen in a movie. And yeah. trying to not
0: and mask it as it not And no, being, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe we caught him on a bad day,
1: but I don't think that's the case. This sounds like a slight, but I promise you it's not. This movie had the same energy as one of those co-workers that just gives you their whole depressing life story. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why did you do that? <laughs> no, stop. That's like, I didn't that? need to know all of that,
2: you <laughs> exactly. know? Energy vampires. Yeah. yeah,
1: they're like, this movie was an energy vampire, but in yeah. a good way. <laughs> yeah. No, this movie was really good, man. This is a phenomenal uh, movie. Like, the way it was acted. I really enjoyed the cinematography. I thought the direction was... Pretty clear and forward, especially since Stephen Karam is adapting this from his own play. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was, like, of course he was going to have control over the film, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he wasn't going to get overwhelmed by the material because he made the material. This really was his
0: story. Like, he did, he's already done this in multiple mediums now, so. Yeah, um...
1: I think it's a Broadway play. It I'm was curious. a Broadway play, and yeah. you won
0: a, a Tony for it. It's like
1: the highest honor you can get, it right? Is, yeah. And I know one of the actor, uh, the actors, Jane Hoodie Show, she's reprising her role yeah. as the mother from the play. I think that's cool. She's like the most veteran actor on the cast. Like, I'll tell you yeah, how this is supposed it, to go. It is really cool, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, re- I was mentioning to Nate before we had started that I thought her performance was like really exceptional especially because she has that stage presence there were small things i noticed that she was doing with just her eyes or just small little body movements that not that they don't uh emphasize this in movies but because of the nature of it i feel like i was really able to see like the things she was trying to convey just with like her eyes darting in a certain direction you know what i mean
0: I think that's what this movie did really well was um, focus on the subtleties of things, you know, subtleties of relationships. And, you know, like you said, in the the facial expressions that she had, but even in the camera work and the way
1: that I I don't know, this movie was so good. I have to bring this up because I am I was wrong that when we talked about this on the most anticipated episode, I had said that I thought there was going to be a horror element to the movie. I've 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 talked to Roe about this a couple times where I'm gonna stand by it that this isn't a movie about like a haunted house Mm-mm. but I think the people themselves are haunted right. right no it makes total sense yeah and that there also might be a small haunting in the apartment <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> even though <Yeah. laughs> but because these people are going through so much shit. It's like they're not even recognizing that there could be a ghost in this house. Like, that's kind of how it felt to me. It's like, there's a ghost in here, but we're going through way worse shit than the ghost is even going through. <laughs> I can see
2: that.
0: <laughs> one of the uh, one of the quotes I've seen from one of the reviews that I read, it said that they took this movie as a psychological horror movie about the ordinary miseries and the compromises of family. Ooh, so, fun stuff. Yeah, right? So, I mean, I feel like that pretty much encapsulates what this film is pretty well. Um because you do have those horror elements. There's a lot of jump scares in this movie. Yeah, um, caught me off guard because it's just not something you expect when there's really you know in a family drama, no spectral right? things going on. But um, the combination between this family drama that is poor. They have a poor relationship, honestly. Definitely um, mixed with this horror element of you know jump scares and just the the use of the camera in this movie is what I really loved about it. Um, aside from the acting, but to combine those two factors. It crushed the film, very unique,
2: I think, in I th- doing that. I thought it's really cool that to add to the element of it being a horror, like the horror- yeah like horror element or it being like claustrophobic, is that the whole movie, I'm pretty sure is in that apartment, right it
1: is. Oh yeah, there's only. Is there any outdoor? Like like, no, there's only hallway scenes. There's no actual outdoor scenes. And then, like, you get the hallway. Oh, scenes. Wait, wait, wait. sorry, sorry. That that's wrong. There is one scene towards the end where they're on the roof of the apartment. Oh yeah, that
2: is, that does happen. But it is just revolving around the apartment. Yeah, yeah, we never see any right. But what I was gonna say is, you get so much tension from even when she's taking down their her grandma in the elevator, mm-hmm. and like, or the hallways, like she literally barely fits in everything. And I think that adds another like claustrophobic type of effect to the movie, which I think obviously when you're not like, if you're doing it as a play, those are the little things that you have to do to manifest those feelings. Yeah.
1: What you said right now about the hallway. That's really funny because my wife, (laughs) when we watched this, because we were watching it here, we were kind of pausing here and there or going back. If we felt like we had missed something and, uh, that scene of like the grandma trying to get in with the wheelchair and you just see like the gigantic hassle it is of having a small place with someone who is in a wheelchair. My wife was like, that's when I knew that this is like, Oh, it's going to be like this, huh? Where like just existing in this space is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And that's kind of like how this movie really like settles in that. Like it's kind of like when you're trying to like when you're a young adult and you're trying to make your own way in the world, but everything you have sucks. Mm -hmm. Like the apartment they have, this is a little side note but i saw one reviewer saying that like supposedly this is a bad apartment they were like but as someone who lives in new york this is actually like a really good apartment and and i think that's what they're kind of talking about in the
0: film because they move
1: from you know over there to you know manhattan and uh, i don't know yeah so there's just this like energy that the parents bring of like constant disappointment and like uh just looking down on like New York in general because mm-hmm. they're they're uh, from Scranton, Pennsylvania. The electricity Shout city. out Michael Scott. <laughs> but to them this is like awful. So like you get that horror element of them like being like your local folk who go to the big city and they're like scared of the big city. Right. You know what I mean? Like they have that energy to them. They do. They do. Um
0: yeah, the dad they just they constantly belittle um uh Beanie Feldstein. Name? Beanie Feldstein's character Bridget. Yeah, her and her husband Rich, played by Stephen yun They just constantly belittle them the entire movie on their apartment. And these are two people like they're moving in. This is, I think, it's probably their first day there, right?
1: Um, the, uh, yeah,
0: or whatever. I don't even think we. we they know just that. got in there, but yeah, they don't. They're not be, even unpacked. Yeah, they. It's not furnished at all. But um yeah, these people are excited. It's a new new step in their life, and the parents just constantly shit on them and. They act like they're above these people. And as the film progresses, we kind of learn some truths about everybody.
1: Are we so, willing to take, to make a bold statement as the podcast as a whole, that this is probably the most <laughs> like relatable movie of like parents kind of being disappointed about you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh my God, I I'm never so. going to do anything. Right. And then you learn the truths about them sometimes. And it's kind of like, what?
0: Like, like you're mad at statement? me about this
1: <laughs> to to give it, to give it a meme analogy. This is like the meme of like my parents in their twenties and me in my twenties. Yeah. So it's like let's start a family and have a house. Me, it's like oh my walls are leaking and I don't have any lights in this place. Exactly.
0: <laughs> like the dad just can't even believe that they left Scranton, Pennsylvania.
1: He's like, this is the best place ever. Like the what hub, are you talking of, about? the hub of culture in <laughs> Northeast America. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So. You know,
1: some people say the Scranton is the Paris of uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god. Uh, oh man, but. Let's get into the cast because this is a phenomenal cast and yeah. this is really where the movie like makes its makes its point. Like all the actors in this movie all have their own little thing going on that just shows you that this whole family has problems. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys want to start with?
0: I wanna start with the person that I was most surprised by Amy Schumer. Which was Amy Schumer oh, of course. Yeah. I was, I was most surprised by her. I don't think that she was the best performer
1: in this movie, but I was surprised by her. I thought she gave a very strong performance. She did. I'm not going to say I didn't think that she was capable of doing this because, I mean, we just know at this point that comedy actors are always going to make this turn eventually where they do a dramatic role, and for some reason we're surprised. Yeah, right. I think it's harder to be funny than it is to be dramatic. So I don't know why we have that like thought that maybe funny people aren't couldn't be serious.
0: I think it's just like I mean, she's been in pop, you know, pop culture for so long, and she hasn't done it yet. So I think you know, it's, it's just
2: because she's questionably funny.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into
2: that. I guess I've never even watched one of her stand up specials.
1: Yeah. Um, I my I know her from like like you said, pop culture more than anything else. Just her existing in that space, but. I thought she was good in the movie Trainwreck. Have you ever seen that? I, I did see that With movie. With Bill Hader and, yeah. and LeBron James. You ever heard of him? Yeah, that guy? Who's yeah, that? He's pretty good. Okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I I wouldn't say it's exactly surprising, but I just think it's interesting that she chose this of all things. It was good, yeah. She did a good job. Yeah. Um, it's not a flattering role, to say the least. Not that any of the roles in this movie say, are, but... I don't but think any of them are.
0: But her specifically, yeah. She might get the the shit end of the stick, I, uh, I didn't even recognize her for the first couple minutes. Really? I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I wouldn't I say the first
1: couple minutes, but after, like, ten minutes or so, I feel that she, like, bled into her character the most out of anybody, where I really believed that that was just somebody's sister and not Amy Schumer. <laughs> I, would, I would agree with that. Um, let's, okay... Do we want to do spoil? Not spoilers, like about the actual plot, but do we want to give away a lot of character details? You can get I feel like it's kind of important. We can get into some stuff, yeah. Okay. With this movie, every character has got some fucked up shit going on mm-hmm. with them, right? And uh, we'll, with every character we talk about, let's talk about their problems too, right? Do you think she has it the worst out of everybody? Maybe she, Either her or her mom, probably. Yeah, the mom does have it pretty bad.
0: Well, I mean, the grandma also has dementia. She's pretty out of it, but that's kind of different, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she's old already. She, she don't count. She's out the uh, pass
1: her, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But Amy Schumer's character, she's survived 9/11. She's going to have to shit yeah. in a bag. Her girlfriend has left her mm-hmm. and she's lost her job, correct? Or she's in, She she's, she's in the process of losing her job and her mom doesn't respect
0: her for being a lesbian.
1: So that's just one character. Yeah. Like and there's what five or six characters yeah.
0: in this movie. And all those points are touched on in the movie. Repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> and it, and, it, and it's it's interesting because like you, they have these problems that keep coming up and coming up but it never feels like it's too much. He does a really good job in like interweaving people's problems in this movie which is realistic for a family setting I feel like. So I appreciate that. I think the most
1: relatable thing that they do is this idea of like how families will blow up on each other and then five minutes later they go right back to normal yeah and then 10 minutes later they blow up on each other again exactly it's like that constantly walking on eggshells when you're like how did my joke just turn into a lecture right you know what i mean like that's what this movie felt like you get in this huge fight and you have an awkward couple minutes and then they ask you to take out the trash or
0: something like yeah Yeah. amy schumer definitely
1: played that like middle sibling role even though she's i think she's the oldest one because it's only the two sisters yeah she's but she really played that mediator between her sister and the parents Which is probably not an easy role, like, for families. I'm not really sure what that's like, because I'm the oldest. But, (laughs) yeah, I just felt like she was the only one who was actively trying to, like, can we just have a good time? It's Thanksgiving. (laughs) For real. (laughs) She seemed to, yeah, she seemed to be the person who could deal with her problems.
0: Not the best. I mean, obviously, everybody broke. But she seemed to have a better, this is what I want to say. I think that all the younger, like, the kids in this movie so to say had a better grasp on their problems than the adults did
1: yeah and that's that's how it is like in real life like, exactly. we're more well adjusted to our issues or at least knowing what they are like i'm at least willing to admit that i have this issue versus which we don't have this which issue at all
0: exactly into the Stephen yun okay like, let's, relationship so let's, let's talk parents. about
1: the parents and yeah. then we'll talk about steven yun the parents are richard jenkins and jane hootie which we already mentioned she reprised her role they're just your run-of-the-mill, middle-class, American, slightly right-wing religious family. <laughs> slightly. Yeah. I'll say slightly. I'll yeah. give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But Richard Jenkins and Jane Hootie show, they seem like that kind of couple has been married for like 50 years, right? And you can tell they've sacrificed a lot for their family. And you can tell they're definitely not satisfied with where their family is at right. as a whole. and. I would say more of that falls onto Richard Jenkins than anybody else in the end. Yeah.
0: Because he's he's the kind of guy where he worked at the same school for however long, like twenty plus years. My man scooped
1: up children's shit for twenty plus to years. Trying to get his kids <laughs> free tuition. So yeah. Like, yeah, which he mentions that like his kind of making those sacrifices for your family, right? Mm-hmm. Like you think I wanted to pick up after other people's kids? Oh, he has that line, which I really thought was like the way like I don't there's just the way it hit where he said um, he's like, you don't pick up other kids' messes for 40 years unless you really love your own. Yeah, that's exactly right. I that's and exactly I just idea. thought about that, and it made me think, like, man, should I go, like, thank my dad? <laughs> <laughs> right. right? But um, him and the mom, you can tell that they definitely got their problems going on, which come to light later there, on in the
0: movie. There's something going on, because even in the beginning of the movie, the mom says something to the dad, and she says, "Uh, she's like, do it before dinner. Mm. And so you don't know what that means at all, but you know that okay, there's something coming. Maybe yeah, it's which, obvious there's tension. Yeah,
1: for yeah, sure. which builds and builds and builds, mm-hmm. and builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And I like
0: I like what you said earlier about like the facial expressions in her acting because that's where you see like there is something wrong. Like they plant the seed of tell them after, like tell them before dinner, and then all throughout the movie you can see they say things that they don't necessarily like, and you know just this, the gazes and the
1: facial expressions just. If you've seen the trailer for this movie, you probably noticed there's a lot of scenes of Richard Jenkins just staring out the window. Mm-hmm. And now that I've seen the movie, it makes sense to me because I'm like, oh, he's he's pondering. Yeah. He's thinking of like, how do I do this? this man like, is I'm not about okay. to uh, kind of destroy my entire family tonight. <laughs> and why did I pick Thanksgiving to do it? Yeah, right. For real. <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he was a janitor for like 40 years or something like that. Somebody. Right. Then he loses his job. He, uh, I don't want to talk about that yet, but basically, his whole uh, the lake house that they have, his they have to is, sell it, right? Yeah, his Their whole is life derailed. is crumbling mm-hmm. in front of them. They're a family that's to, together, but really being held on by the seams, to be honest.
0: And just like the little slice that him, like the the two
1: parents, have back and forth all night, it's just uh, it's so much, yeah. So, the mom, like we said, Jane Hootie Shell, her character, typical, like. Mid, not middle America because they're from Pennsylvania but you know what I mean yeah. like typical middle American mom very conservative very conservative um, it was interesting because I know that
0: she she acted like she wanted to be this religious figurehead kind of like for of her the family. family and because that's what her mom was like mm-hmm. her mom was super involved with the church and so it seems like she kind of tries to latch onto that and I don't know, but just the the things that she says to her family sometimes.
1: We all know what this is like. You have a family member that's trying to, what do you even say? Like they're trying to be relatable to you.
0: But they're saying all the wrong things. Like. I, I'm just
1: going to say it bluntly. It's like Amy Schumer's character is a lesbian, huh? mm-hmm. right? So what does her mom do? Include her in every single piece of lesbian news because her daughter, what is she, a spokesperson for all lesbians? It's like, oh, lesbian news, here you go. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's not my entire existence, right? It's exactly. just an aspect of who I am. And it's like that older generation thing where it's like, this is easy now to put you in a box. And I'm like, Okay, you're a lesbian. I'm always going to bring it up to you. It's kind of like if you're an atheist and your mom's like, you know, how you don't believe in God. Yeah, over and over. <laughs> yeah, and over right. And over. And it's like, like yes, I we've we established, established that. This. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> funny, but no, and just yeah, it's like she's the kind of person, and I know, I know people like this that they only want to talk about like negative things, like mm-hmm. negative things that happen to other people to try to like make themselves feel better or whatever it is. I don't really know, but that's
1: who the kind of person that she is. There's one of those dinners, uh, not dinner scenes, table scenes uh, that they have multiple times in this movie but there's one where Jane Hootie Shell's character just like rattles off like five horrible things in a row oh and then this person died oh and then her daughter hung herself and then and, and then, then, then this person got AIDS and yeah, then yeah like jeez. I watched the movie
0: with my brother and like during that scene we both looked at each other like after she had finished it and we were both like what the
1: like oh like felt disgusted like like what is is scranton like dairy where it's just a bunch of bad shit happens <laughs> yeah, there <I> <laughs> like what but yeah so yeah those are the parents um they're kind of exactly what you would expect out of parents that you wouldn't want to spend thanksgiving around yeah yeah um steven Young. and beanie felt they
0: come as a package deal yeah um they're together they're are they you a young
1: No, a young couple that are both finishing school, I believe, even though they're in their 30s. Jeez. They're a little bit older. Yeah. If you know what that's like, I'm sure this movie's going to be super relatable. Why are you 35 and still in school? <laughs> yeah. It's complicated. Leave me yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So trying to better my future. <laughs> like. They play a young couple who is living in New York. They're obviously excited about being in New York because I would be too if I lived in Scranton, Pennsylvania. What's Sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> but... uh they're trying to establish themselves. Beanie Feldstein, which I, something I thought was interesting about her character is that her like passion is like cl- classical music, like yeah, composing music and the, the piece that she plays for her family. I thought that was like astounding, Intense. right? Yeah. That really blew me away. Um, so she's like studying music and composing and I think she's like a bartender. Yeah. She's, she's, she's got, got like, some odd jobs, right? Yeah. Working retail or something like that. Steven Yoon plays also a college student who's was he getting his masters or he's finishing up school? I think
0: was he doing architecture?
1: Ah, I swear I thought that he was, ah, but it doesn't really matter. I thought it had something to do with psychology. Oh, maybe you're right.
0: Yeah. You're Anyways, right. but
1: these two characters seem like they're the most well adjusted than every, like other than everybody else. Steven Yoon feel bad for him. I kept saying that like he picked yeah. the wrong family. He yeah. picked the wrong family. He got attached to the wrong one. Because they come with so much baggage, and he does. He has a lot going on with himself, but he's just one of those people who knows how to carry themselves. You know, he's not gonna like lay it all out on you. Yeah, which I hate when people do that. They're so overbearing Mm -hmm. right away.
0: Like, oh man, it's like he seems to understand himself, and the parents can't. They can't deal with that. Like, they don't understand that he can like understand his emotions. I guess. Like the also that he knows how to deal with them. Like he brings up the fact that he had to take a break from school for a while because he was depressed, right? And then the parents kind of come back and they say, "Well, if you were religious, you wouldn't you wouldn't be depressed." Like we don't deal with depression because we're religious.
1: Yeah, that's one of those small little just like details mean, that we're talking about. Like
0: meanwhile throughout the whole film you have Richard Jenkins' character like staring at this out this window aimlessly like, "Okay," You don't have anything going on. Like you're totally fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a saint, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, you're yeah. staring out. You're looking at the ground. He's like, pondering, thinking he, about what do I do. How he's pondering his back? orb. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out pondering the orb memes. If you're uh, if you're pro those, you're pro us. <laughs> every room at the Grand Cinema comes with the orb. <laughs> but
0: yeah, I liked uh, I liked Stephen Joon's character a lot. Um,
1: what I thought was interesting about him is that they kind of treated him like an outsider in the beginning, which I know that families tend to do. They got to do this little small little hazing of like, Oh, is he one of us? Do we accept him? But I just, I might be getting a little too deep here, a little too, I might not be able to explain fully what I'm about to say, but even like that outsider thing of him just being like so different than them, even down to the small details of like the fact that he's Asian. (laughs) I kind of thought about that. I'm like, is this kind of going to have that weird vibe that sometimes families have? where like, oh, you know, we do this because we're like this. Yeah. And you're different because, well, you're different. I think we know how you're different, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I kind of got so. that vibe from them in the beginning that they were just a little uncomfortable with him it did overall. Seem like that. It almost seemed like everybody
0: was uncomfortable with everybody at first. But I do, yeah. I do see what you're talking about.
1: Even he did that thing that I know that, like, boyfriends are significant others, whichever way you go. That they do is like Beanie Feldstein gets into a lot of arguments with the mom, and he's like, "You should be more nice to your mom," and that sets her off. Exactly. That he even why said do you take that. her side? Yeah. yeah, it's because he's trying to just like, everybody be cool, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> just enjoy Thanksgiving. <laughs> like yeah. Stephen Yoon's role without being aggressive is like is like uh, Jules in Pulp Fiction.
0: Be cool, bitch. Be cool. <laughs> <laughs> he Stephen Yoon also had one of my favorite. I mean, little small monologues of the of this movie was when he was talking about his dream and how, or it was a comic book that, he, uh, comic that book. he had read and how it's basically like, you know, aliens and monsters or demons or whatever tell scary stories on their planet and it's about humans and all the terrible things that they do. Mm-hmm. It was just basically, I thought it was a good reflection of what the movie was. that was my favorite part too. You think so too? That monologue, yeah. yeah. I was
1: going to bring it
2: up. It's funny. It, that shit was good I thought it
1: was Interesting that the mom Didn't just Like shoo it away Either Because at that point Once he tells that story I feel like it is when they are Starting to accept him A little bit more Versus yeah. the first half Of the day Did this movie seem like It was like The longest day ever It did seem, For them it, right It seemed like it dragged Yeah When they said They were having dinner And it was only 6pm I was like Oh my god How long have you been there <laughs> Exactly Yeah No it did uh, Beanie Feldstein Should we go dive in a little more to her character? She's got that younger sister energy that like my younger sister has where I, she tends to be a little more argumentative with Mm -hmm. the mom and they really go back and forth. They butt heads
0: throughout the whole movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I just feel like the older you get, you tend to butt like heads less with your parents Mm -hmm. because it's like, you just want to like get through it. Like, let's just, Let's just get Let's over it. let just be here. cool. Yeah. Right? be cool. But she's still <laughs> be cool. It's the mantra for this family. They need to learn to be cool. Um, but Beanie Feldstein still has these like constant just bickering interactions with their mom. And it's the kind of stuff where you could see why she moved to New York in the first place. Because you know what it's like when you're like, I just got to get away from it. Yeah,
0: 100%.
1: Yeah, right. And you know, I mean, she loves her family. Obviously, everybody loves their family, right? Right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding.
0: <laughs> but you, you love them, but you don't like them. Maybe I don't know. Yeah,
1: it's one of those kind of. Movies. I just think it's because they didn't truly understand her character. She was the she was too different from them. Like she wasn't happy being in Scran, and that bugs the parents. Mm-hmm. They don't really agree with her career choice because they think it's like they call it like oh it's it, you're privileged to have a passion because some people don't have a passion at all. But then they don't really want her to follow it because it's, like, such an unbelievable thing that you're going to become, a like, a big composer. And at one point he tells her, like, you should just go work retail. Yeah. That was like, Oh, my up. God. You don't say that to somebody who has a a dream. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know like, what I mean? Exactly. Especially as their parent.
0: Like, come on.
1: Yeah. And sometimes parents don't know how to. They just don't say the right thing when they think they're going to. And that movie felt like this a lot as well, especially the Richard Jenkins character. Yeah. Yeah. He was just out of touch. All right. Um, we kind of missed out on the grandma. Did we want to bring her up? Momo. Momo. She, uh. That's June Squibb. Yeah. She, um. I know her. Have you ever seen the movie Nebraska? I
0: want to. I've it's seen It's interesting, it. black and white. It's, movie, it's good. Right? I, I liked it. Um, she's in it. June Squibb. Uh, that's the only thing I know her from. But, uh, I mean, she did a good job playing a lady with dementia.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's kind of a hard performance to rate, <laughs> right? Know? Yeah. What do you say? Like, oh, no, that was unbelievable. You um, didn't portray
2: Dementia Will.
0: But it definitely seems like she's on the decline um, mm-hmm. with things.
2: We just found what she was in. in Go so ahead. He would be Halloween. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Adam Sandler movie.
1: I know what role she plays because I've seen that piece of shit. That's a funny. <laughs> I've never seen that, she's but. She's also in Soul.
2: Oh, that's
1: cool. <laughs> Sorry to soul. cut you off. No, you're good. Um, one,
0: My favorite scene with her is basically like the only scene I felt like she was kind of present, I guess. is throughout the whole movie. Like she's kind of in and out of, oh, yeah. you know, being with everybody, being present mentally. And when they're having dinner and they're saying a prayer, she like kind of comes back for a little bit and says the prayer. And they, they're like, oh, my God. Like she's, she's kind of present at this moment. They're like, let's say the prayer again. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a really cool moment because I don't know. It was just cool, like getting to see the family. Like, this might be the last, you know, it could be the last movie you ever that, have with her. Yeah,
1: they ha- There's a lot of religious overtones in this movie, obviously. There are. And I kind of the same way, like with the haunted stuff. Like, they don't really get into it one way or another. That there might be like these other forces at play, quote unquote. But I just thought it was very telling that she was a super. She was like super involved with her church, right? Mm-hmm. And then for like the religion being the only thing that kind of can snap her back into like being coherent and present. I just found that to be very interesting the same way I thought it was cool that they teased you very slightly with this haunted aspect, but they didn't go too far into it one way or another. I really liked that this wasn't like a horror movie. And I really liked that this wasn't just some like, Religious, just a drama, just yeah, drama about right. like the power of faith and family, <laughs> which it could have been. But yeah, it
0: could have been. That's why this movie really is super unique. It's just a crazy combination of you know horror and drama. It's it's its own thing.
1: I now understand because I brought this up to you a long time ago. The what did they call it? Like New York apartment horror, like yeah. that being a genre on its yeah. own. And I totally like, understand what they mean now, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. Roe had mentioned. That he had watched you said you watched this movie with your dad, right? Yeah, I did. And that your dad knows a lot about maintenance and stuff like that. And that he he kinda commented on like the like the set design of the apartment, right? Like about how he realized like now nah, this place fucking sucks, right? Like they yeah. do have a
2: lot of problems. He's he had said that, um, so there's this scene or I I feel like it's in a couple of places that it seems like there's bubbles like growing out of the walls. And so you get that because it's like wet under there. And I honestly can't remember, but they mentioned something about the hurricane, right?
1: Yeah, they That did. they're in a flood zone because they're in an apartment in Chinatown. And that it, they even have it, the dad, because he's a concerned father and dad's just no random shit. He's like, you know, you're in flood zone A. Like, this is like a heavy flood zone. And when Hurricane Sandy hit, like, this place was half underwater.
2: And that's what he said. And then she says, why do you think we got it for so cheap, right? Yeah. So what I wanted to get at, though, is. Because of that is that when something gets wet like that and it starts to drip, then it starts to, like, lift the wood. Mm-hmm. And so in those parts where there's those big, like, bubbles coming out of the wall, it's because there's, like, water, that, that's where there's a bunch of water. And I feel like the way it deforms the wall is almost like a play on what's going on with the tension in that movie because so are so, like, inside of them have this stuff boiling inside of them, mm-hmm. like, and it just seems like they're almost like growing all of that stuff out of them. Like just like waiting for it. Cause it's just waiting. Yeah. Like waiting to explode. Like the tension in this movie, like you can like literally with the say you can cut it with a knife, you know? And like, so I I just think that is a way for it to be shown. Like in a play, you kind of put that stuff in the background. The, the bubbling
1: walls was very symbolic of the family, right? Like, I, I thought that the bubbles were going to burst at one point.
2: Exactly. Because
1: I felt like this family is about to burst. There, right? There's a
0: scene where I think it was Amy Schumer when she was in the bathroom and she flushes the toilet. And you kind of
1: get. She turns on the sink because she
0: doesn't that's want them to hear. And in the you see, like, this shot that goes from upstairs and it follows this dripping water that's leaking from the sink and it's settling into one of those, like, mm-hmm. bubble things like Rose talking about. And I just kept thinking, like, those drops are like every little comment that the family's saying to each other, like dripping and dripping and dripping, building when that is bubble the right rip open. Yeah, you know, like exactly. that's so I totally get what you're saying. I think that's spot. I on. definitely think you guys need to see
1: this movie. Yeah, dude. Like I'm, not, I'm not trying to cut anybody off. I can cut it short or whatever, but just to see what we're talking about, because I don't know if just me telling you about this movie is enough to really get the point across of like how awkward and awful this situation is <laughs> because I mean, hopefully none of you had a Thanksgiving like this. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can watch this movie and be thankful that you don't have a family like,
0: this. I don't know if anybody's, I mean, this is a pretty extreme case, but I'm sure everybody has had a family event or something that has gone sour. Oh, people, you for know, sure. Of course. For sure. So, but this is pretty extreme. Yeah. <laughs> about the house
1: or, or like, I want to talk about, I want to talk about the staging. I want to talk about the cinematography and I want to talk about the actual, setup of the house the way that they staged this movie and the way it works with the cinematography is like that shot you were talking about about the sink starting in the bathroom Mm -hmm. going down through the sink through the layers of the house into the next floor this movie had a lot in common with uh hereditary i found this movie to be very similar to hereditary i was thinking the same thing right even down to the way it's staged like In Hereditary, they are being... Because nothing is like their own choice and it's kind of like a predetermined fate that this is going to happen to them, they're like dolls in a dollhouse, right? But the same thing with the staging in this movie they ha- it just has this feeling that you're watching like, somebody, like they're being played with. Yeah, like the exactly, exactly. It really did feel like <laughs> I don't know if this is just our soft brain analysis that we always say this like it felt like a play. Yeah. <laughs> but no, this really does carry that play atmosphere in
0: the la- the final shot of the movie, like where you can see the, all they finally they have, a, they have a total like It's It's like opening a dollhouse. And you can see the inside of the dollhouse. Exactly, And it's slowly like the lights kind of turn off and everywhere until the last light finally shuts off. And yeah,
1: it really does feel like that. Yeah. And then with like the, the way the apartment looks like, I don't know if that's an, I'm sure that's an actual apartment. I don't know if it's really that rundown. I hope nobody's actually living there. I hope nobody's (laughs) living there. If you're listening to this and you live there, DM us. I'd like to interview you. You want to be on the next episode? (laughs) But at some point I kept thinking. Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. Mike fell. At some point, I really thought, "Is this kitchen gonna catch on fire? Right? Something gonna happen?" I was I was so surprised that they were even able to cook that. Like that meal looked pretty good. Yeah, it looks good. I was like, "How how did they even do that in that piece of shit kitchen?" Because the the thing's constantly overflowing. You can see the mold up on the walls. There's just bubbling all over the pipes. I don't know. I thought it was going to be like a stalker situation. I'm like, are we going to find out everybody who worked in this movie had cancer? Later <laughs> because all the fucking mold in the ceiling. Yeah, I was, when I saw the trailer,
0: that's what I thought this movie was going to be. Cause they, they even in the first trailer that they released, they focus a lot on like the interior of the building and like the bubbling on the walls. And I was like, is this going to be some black mold that turns his family, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like I get that.
2: you. But no, it was not. I thought how this movie was shot that I really liked. You guys talking about like, it looks like a stage. And I think, A lot of what helped with that, it's like the framing that they did. So sometimes like they would do some shots from outside of the kitchen where you didn't see fully both of them. You only saw one person. And I feel like that's what added to – because I know you you didn't end up doing it. I don't think you did. But you said you wanted to study the movie by just listening to it. Yeah, not watch it, just listen to it. And so I feel like those scenes like that – if you're just listening to it, you get almost that's how you would picture it, because it sounds like you can't see the other person. You can only see the one person. And what I'm sorry, I messed that up. But I was trying to say is that visually it being framed like that is like claustrophobic. Right? Yeah, it makes gives it that feeling. And then there's also the scenes where they're like in the kitchen showing you the dinner table. And also the the way that it's framed there, that's when it starts to look like a stage, like Mm -hmm. the curtains. It's framed that way, which I thought was really like, you know, you said and just oh maybe it's like a soft word or a dumb word to be like, it looked like it was a play. But that was like a lot of stuff that I had caught that like that's like probably some of my favorite stuff or parts of this movie is that the way that it looked just something so simple, like a small apartment in New York they made such an interesting story with just like as easy as the shadows in the corner, like where there wasn't enough light with all the lights busting throughout the whole time, you know, and just with very simple things, making it seem like this was, there's so much story to tell in such a small place.
1: Yeah. With the framing and the staging and the cinematography and all of that, I feel like it did a good job of helping push the story along and really carrying like the, the vibe that this movie was trying to give off. Like, just with shots of like empty rooms, like shitty bathrooms, light fixtures, horrible hallways. Yeah, Yeah, the light fixtures. Let's, the light fixtures. So, yes, throughout the movie, the light fixtures one by one go out, and it's almost like every, I don't think it's like a perfect like count. That matches, but it's almost like whenever someone like finally just breaks and falls apart, it's like, another the light goes out out, Mm -hmm. as if like the light inside of them goes out.
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, There was one specific shot. I think it was like a doorknob, but the camera basically panned over the doorknob and it looked like a big like kaleidoscope type. It was so cool. Cinematography. Oh, I know which shot you're talking
1: about. It's
2: it's like a crystal doorknob.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Shout out to Lol
0: Crawley. And then, even what you're talking about, like when they do frame it from when they're shooting from across the room and they frame everybody with the, the next room's like door
2: frame, it's just so good. You know, like just to add to that a little bit, when someone comes into the scene, it's almost like a stage too, like because they have to go down the staircase. And all of a sudden, once their presence is in the room, they're literally entering the room, entering the scene. The only way this could have been more like a play is if they
1: would have literally put a spotlight on each person as they walked Mm -hmm. into the, like, Oh, and put the attention on them. Here you go. This person just entered the scene, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I don't, what do you think? You guys want to start wrapping it up? Do you guys, I don't think I have a whole lot more to say, but I don't want to give away every single little Mm -hmm. thing, but I just think it's time.
2: I think it's a pretty good, well done job so far of talking about everything besides the main points of the spoilers, like real spoilers.
1: Yeah, I don't want to give away the no, actual. I, I don't either. The actual ending or like the, the driving point.
2: We've already come close on some stuff. I did so, want to yeah. ask you guys a question: What you guys thought of? I guess the meaning or the reasoning why the lady that he sees at the bottom of the, like the alley. Oh, I mean, when like, he's because you can't see because it's like distorted. I don't know what's up with the windows. They're just old, I like guess. when it's
1: blurred glass, so you can't see outside. I've, uh, no one can see. Anything. I really took that as like, I mean, his
0: paranoia, I guess, or his his anxiety. I I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't. Take you think that t-
2: that might tie into his like the nightmare aspect that he had?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's c- what I was gonna That's say, but I couldn't tie it together because you
0: can't really see exactly. Yeah. So you can't see. Your before face. we
1: end, let's talk about. This one there's one more aspect that we can get. We can talk about in a general sense. And it's like one of the themes of this movie is dreams. Yeah, dreams right? are a big part. So much about dreams. There's there's multiple scenes of Stephen Yoon and Richard Jenkins discussing their dreams to each other, and it's one of the ways they actually bond with each other, mm-hmm. because there's a couple of times where Richard Jenkins is like pouring his heart out and his family might as well just go. The, the <laughs> mom literally just, starts yeah. shitting on him. Yeah. Like bad. And Steven Yoon, because he's got that like awkwardness of meeting his, like meeting a new family, he's trying to listen. Yeah. And he's giving it, he's doing his best job to like deal with this family, but you can tell it's too much for even him to deal with. But then he starts discussing his dreams as well. And like he, he talks about having some really trippy dreams and not knowing what they mean. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we had brought that up before yeah. we... I don't want to get into it too much, yeah. I but got you. But just wanted to bring up that aspect of the film.
0: Yeah, man. This was a, this was a banger. What do you got? You want to
1: rate it? Uh, Yeah, you know what? Let me check what I gave it on Letterbox because I don't want to say that I gave it something that I didn't actually. I believe I gave it four and a half, though. I honestly can't think of anything wrong with this movie.
2: I don't even remember what I gave in the letterbox. I know what both of I you guys say? gave it four stars. I gave it four. It's because I just I was looking at it right I now. I
1: did. I think
0: I did rate it below. Come on. Oh, come on. I gave it four, not four and a half. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it at four too.
1: Yeah, I think this is like a a meditation piece about a broken family. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in seeing that, <laughs> dealing with family traumas on a day to day basis. Yeah. Ooh, I have. Sorry, 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 sorry. One more little thing is. uh how I was talking about that reference to hereditary. There's a Martin Scorsese interview. Shout out to God where he is discussing hereditary and how it's one of the horror films that like he really, really loves that's of this time. And he says it's because of the family drama aspect of it. Right. And he says that the reason hereditary works so well is because if you took out all the horror elements of it, it would be this really dense, stinky family drama. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like this is that movie. (laughs) Like, this is that family drama movie that he was talking about. Not that it's exactly the same one for one, but just the idea of, like, the hauntingness and the supernatural aspect of it all comes from the family. Not their surroundings. You know what I mean? I like that. I can see that. I agree with that. And that's how I feel about this movie. This is that movie that Martin Scorsese was talking about And it was good <laughs> as fuck <Yeah. laughs> It was hey, really good How about that he was right Yeah. Who could have guessed It was really good Yeah. Alright so I'm going to give it a 4 Yeah I'm going to give it a 4
0: What about you 3.5
2: 3.5 and Three and half. Half.
1: Contrarian without a cause <laughs> No I'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Alright well, well that makes it an average 4 doesn't it
2: Yeah I think they'd be like a 3.7 Nah i are yeah. not doing that bullshit 3.6 Yeah, eight yeah. Point yeah. Nine. No 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 You got to round
1: up so it's 4 yeah okay so four all right code word keyword I always forget what, what do we call those keywords keywords
0: keywords code words I don't even know um
1: what should this one be I feel like it should be the grandma's name Momo I think it should be jet fuel melt still bees I'm oh <laughs> <No. no. laughs> just kidding oh no. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> Momo it is. all right Momo it is DM us Momo to let us know you made it this far at the Grand Cinema Hotel on Instagram. Like and subscribe. Comment if you're on YouTube. Can't say it enough. Thank you for all the support. We're going to keep on going. More shit coming soon. More from the most anticipated. We got a bunch coming up. We are booked and busy as they say. So we're looking forward to bringing these to you. And uh, hopefully they're all better than Power of the Dog. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) And if you like that movie, hit us up and tell us why. (laughs) Specifically, Nate name. and Alvaro, yeah. <laughs> because I'm a little more pro that movie than they are. So don't be blowing me up for your preaching to the choir. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> well, now that, now that I've thrown them under the bus, I think yeah. it's time to end this episode.
0: Cap, cap.
1: <laughs> no cap. Oh.
0: <laughs> no, ki- no kizzy. They're haters. Big kizzy. Bro. Yeah, big kizzy.
1: Oh All right, God. guys. Let's get off the rails. Let's oh, end this shit. Bye. Bye, guys.